On today's show, I'm here in Las Vegas to talk about Dallas Mavericks Summer League, and I'm going to tell you which Mavericks you need to watch for in the Dallas Mavericks Summer League. Jaden Hardy, Derek Lively, Omax Prosper, and a couple of Mavericks roster things on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Dallas Mavericks are NBA champions. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming at you a little bit different today. I'm in Las Vegas in a hotel room on a different mic with a different setup and everything. I definitely left several things at home that I should have brought. But here we are looking like I'm doing a makeup like tutorial on on YouTube here and probably sounding like I'm uh, whispering in in the like the Senate quarters or, or whatever but but we're going to keep doing it. Uh thanks for hanging out with us on Lockdown Mavs. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday or subscribe and follow for free. Just search Lockdown Mavericks wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. The best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section. What are you watching for in Summer League? Give me one thing. Like, give me one little tiny thing. If you're watching Jaden Hardy working on traps, if you're working on Omax Prosper's uh, defense, just something. Tell me something in the comments. If you want to support the show, text us. Get text alerts from us. I've been texting all throughout Summer League and different things. Uh, subscribe to our subtext. You get, I'll send Mavs rumors. Any Mavs rumor I will ever see, I will send you in the subtext. So you get text straight to your phone. Really helps support the show. And uh, we'll do AMAs and stuff on there as well. So subscribe to our subtext. Click the link in the description. Uh, nobody with me. The One More Thing King is back at home hanging out with his kids and enjoying life there. I'm here in Vegas, and so we got to talk about Summer League. I just watched Victor Wimanyama, and let me tell you, it was underwhelming. <laughs> it's overwhelming to see the response. It was just a very interesting whole event. It was definitely an NBA event where and definitely a sporting event where you just um, – like a monumental historic sporting event where you look at it and you go, what it actually was wasn't – anything like a big deal at all but the hype behind it and the crowd and the the energy in the building when Wembenyama got on the floor when he touched the ball when they were doing warm-ups everyone was cheering and screaming and, and excited people when the game was about to start everyone in the lower bowl was standing people in the upper deck were standing why are you standing in the upper deck you're already far enough away from the action you don't need to stand up and make yourself farther away from the action it was a very interesting place to be in and then the spurs won the game but it was one of the worst played games i think i've i've watched the hornets were awful maybe Wembenyama's defense had something to do with that but he did not play offense that well got yammed on by kai jones it was just a fascinating nba experience so not mavericks related but the mavericks will play him now four times a year for the rest of his career in San Antonio. So it's something that we're going to have to get used to is seeing him, talking about him, him being a big deal, people asking when he's better than Luka, if he's better than Luka. You know, that'll happen at some point. So Victor Reminyama's debut in Summer League, underwhelming, still getting his legs under him. He looked like a baby deer at times out there. It's just so weird to watch him play. But uh, other things in Summer League, Scoot Henderson looked amazing. In his limited minutes, he had an injury. Amen Thompson looked pretty good in his minutes. Uh... Jabari Smith did not look good. Then all of a sudden he did look good. Then he hit a game winner, and that was pretty cool. Uh, just some, some cool basketball that was being played 
on there. But let's talk about Dallas Mavericks stuff. So a couple of Mavericks actual roster things that happened. I don't have the drops with me. Sorry. But rumor has it, uh, Matisse Tybel and the Blazers actually did come to a deal. Uh, the Blazers did actually match it. If you were on Twitter at all, if you, were, if you avoided this on Twitter, hats off to you because your life is probably better <laughs> for it. But there are some conspiracy theorists on Twitter that were saying, well, the Blazers haven't announced it yet. The Blazers PR hasn't announced it yet. And we were getting questions on subtext, and I was texting people, hey, this stuff happens that they, you know, it's just coming later. It'll be fine. They'll, they'll still, I still expect the Blazers to match it. They did. Matisse Tybel is not going to be a Dallas Maverick. Kyrie Irving's deal was also officially announced by the Mavericks, so he is officially back as a Maverick. Nothing changed there. Nothing different. It just was officially announced. Uh, Tim McMahon, I think, wrote that it, it, the ink has dried on his contract, so I guess if that is, um, if that is interesting to you. But the, the thing about Kyrie now is, like, the clock starts, right? When the Mavericks brought him in, it was – well, he's in a contract year. He's probably going to be on his best behavior. And then once he signs a longer-term-ish deal, then the clock will start on whether something will happen with Kyrie. It has the last couple of stops. For as much as you want to point out, well, he's been fine in Dallas so far, sure. But it's happened at every other stop that something comes up. He either gets upset with the situation, he gets upset with something in life and then brings that into this situation – he you know, decides that he doesn't want to be there anymore. Like after he made a really big decision to want to get traded to a place, then he decides he doesn't want to be there anymore. It just happens with him. And so now we're on the clock and we're watching. And this is the business when you get into the Kyrie business is you just never know what's going to happen next. Um, so that's the Mavericks and that's where they are right now. But I want to talk about Summer League because we haven't really previewed Summer League. We haven't really talked too much about Summer League. But there are some really big things they can come out of it. I don't think they're big monumental as far as, oh, well, if Jaden Hardy all of a sudden looks good, he's going to start with Luka and Kyrie. I don't think that's going to change. Like that's, Or if Derek Lively looks so great, he's going to start right away. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think we can learn some things from Summer League for sure. So let's just go down player by player who I think is the most important players in Summer League for the Mavericks. Number one to me uh, is Jaden Hardy. And with Jaden Hardy – Jer- Coach Der- Jared Dudley, who I love talking to. You guys know, you know this if you listen to the show. I just love listening to, to Jared Dudley speak. I think that he's, uh, he explains just a little bit too much at times, which I personally very much love. And I love how he explains uh, their concepts, and I love how he explains what their intentions are and what a player needs to do. He'll flat out tell you what a player needs to work on, which I find very refreshing. And with, with uh, Jaden Hardy, Jared Dudley said, all my plays are for Hardy. All of his plays are for Hardy. He is going to call plays for Hardy. He's going to get up 20 shots. He wants to see him in a context where he's not with Luka and Kyrie, where he's the guy, where he's the person. There was times in practices and scrimmages that we got to see over the last week or so with these summer league practices. They let media in at the very end. We see five on five. And they do these drills where they'll run like one possession each way, and then they'll stop, and they'll gather up in a huddle, and then they'll work on stuff. A couple things that I saw in those practices. Jaden Hardy had the ball in his hands, and Jared Dudley on the sideline goes, triple, triple, triple. And all of a sudden, three Mavericks on the other team just swarm him in a triple team. And Jaden Hardy has a split second, and he can, hear, he can hear Dudley calling the play. He can hear that it's happening. And so he needs to make a decision with the ball. And I find that so fascinating that that's what they're working on. That's what they're trying to get Hardy to do is, hey, eventually you're going to get these double teams on you. And in summer league, he will get the, the double teams on him because he's going to be their number one guy. But eventually you're going to get these in the league, and you're going to have to know what to do. And you're not going to want to be deer in the headlights like uh, uh, a certain Phoenix guard was early in his career. And then he got better at it. But 
they want him to work on that. And so with Hardy, it's it's working on the process. It's working on playmaking. It's working on facing double teams and facing next level stuff for him. Um, with all players, but especially with you know with Hardy and guys that are going to be high volume. Your shooting percentage to me doesn't matter in summer league. It's just too small of a sample size. It's too weird of a situation. You're playing with guys like there's guys on this team that are that Ky- Hardy will never see again. <laughs> you know, like you're just getting dropped. It's even worse than an AAU team, really, because with your AAU team, at least you travel with them and you're with them for a, a certain amount of time. But shooting percentage to me doesn't matter really at all. Small sample size. Just look at the shots are good or not. If Hardy's taking good shots, if you feel like the process is good, if you feel like the shots that he's taking are good, we know that Hardy is a good shooter, and eventually those are going to go down. And so to me, that's what I'm looking at with Jaden Hardy. I'm looking at his process. I'm looking at his playmaking and all those kinds of things. The other thing is with Summer League, I feel like there's we're going to have an opinion on every single guy that we see in Summer League, right? But if you're a rookie and you play bad in the Summer League, I think you can throw it out, honestly. Trey Young played really bad. There's a bunch of players who are on the league that have just played really bad in summer league, and then they're good in their NBA careers. So I think you can you can throw it out. So if Lively or Omax or somebody plays bad, if you're a second or third year player and you play bad in summer league, then we can start asking some questions. If Hardy comes out there and doesn't look like he belongs on the court, then maybe was last year a fever dream, and I I didn't think that Hardy could be a rotation player, right? Like that, that would happen if Hardy looked bad, but. Even then, I think we have a good enough sample size from Hardy specifically, but some of the other guys, your, your A.J. Lawson's, McKinley Wright's, your you know, guys like that that have been around a little while, if they start to look like they don't belong, then, then that's when we, we might have trouble with them. So that's something to look at with Summer League. The other thing, and I'm going to talk about this with Derek Lively, fouls are expected. You're going to foul a lot. You get 10 fouls in Summer League games. It's just going to happen. You're playing sloppy. You're playing with a bunch of guys you never played defense with before. It's just going to be different. And so for that, um, don't get too worked up about overly fouling. It may be a sign of something, but I don't think it is. So coming up, let's talk about Lively and Omax. Guys practice for the first time. I saw them. I watched them practice for a while today. So I have a couple of thoughts on them. And so we'll talk about those guys uh, right here coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp can help you when you have issues in your life that you just need to work on, that you need to talk through with somebody uh, you're, you're, you're doing too, you're doing too much. Your talk, self-talk is just, is catching up with you. Bunch of different things that you could be dealing with. There's family issues. There's religious issues, all kinds of things that you can, you would want to talk about with somebody and talk about somebody that, uh, doesn't have an agenda that just comes to you with, Hey, let me help you sort that thing out. They're not going to try to explain life to you. They're going to try to help you sort something out. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA to get 10 months or 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA For thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Again, BetterHelp.com slash NBA. Thanks for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Being part of the show, listening every day, being in every day, or part of the Raccoon Squad. Appreciate each and every one of you. Again, I'm here in Las Vegas for Summer League. I'm enjoying it. I love just being in the gym and feeling the energy, the atmosphere, seeing a bunch of, like, watching one game, and then all of a sudden the players from the next team are on the court warming up, and it just is one after the other. Seeing the weird things that people do. There was a guy that was wearing a button-up shirt that had like a jungle theme on it. And you'd normally see like parrots on this shirt. But instead of parrots, it was Patrick Beverly's face. 
And somebody tweeted that out, and Patrick Beverly saw it, and he said, I'm going to give this fan tickets to whatever game he wants to go to in his hometown. So uh, just weird stuff like that happens in Summer League. you got to love it. Things that we're watching for. Talked about Jaden Hardy. He's the number one. Even, because, even, after the, even before the rookies, he's the number one in Summer League because he's the focus for this Mavericks team. Number two is probably Derek Lively. What I want to know, defensively, is he elite? Does he come out and just look different than everyone else? Does he come out and turn away shots? Does he get rebounds? Does he just look different than everyone else? That's going to take a little bit of a trained eye, a little bit of, you know, if you've watched a ton of basketball, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have watched a ton of basketball. You, you know when just someone's on the court and they look different. Well, defensively, I want to know if, if Lively looks different. We saw him at Duke. We saw him be different at Duke. He had a ton of block shots. He didn't play a lot because of, you know, their, Duke's best player was a center, and so it was hard for him to get minutes and all that. But you just want to see if he looks different than everyone else, if he stands out. If defensively you go, oh, man, that guy is real. Like, that guy is different. Scoot Henderson today looked different. He looked different than everyone else. He was driving quicker. He was getting to spots faster. He was finishing over guys. Shaden Sharp was jumping over Duke. Like, just – the guys look different on the court sometimes, and those are the ones that stand out because the Mavericks want Derek Lively to be that elite Tyson Chandler-level defensive player, and he starts to show it in Summer League. It's not the end-all, be-all. If he doesn't look elite, that doesn't mean he's not, but if he does, that can mean really good things for the first year of the Dallas Mavericks, like this season. If he doesn't look elite, like I said earlier, rookies, you can kind of throw out Summer League some year. Lively has practiced one time. That was today. He practiced today on Friday, and he then... You know, it was just one time. <laughs> so, like, he has not played five on – Omax said that he had not played five on five since the combine. That was two months ago. Lively probably the same thing. It's been a while since these guys – they've got some rust to shake off. So, but that, I'm watching that with Lively. And I'm also kind of curious about this. I don't know if we're going to learn this right away with him, but maybe over the course of Summer League. And the, all these, I guess, are over the course of Summer League. But how much do they go with his three-point shot? Like, how much do they really believe in it? Do they go pick and pop, like pick and pop versus pick and rolls? Pick and roll, he goes to the basket after a pick. Pick and pop, he pulls out to the three-point line and, and like attempts a three-point shot. The stuff that Porzingis used to do all the time. So does he Dwight Powell, does he Porzingis? Like which one does he do more? Does he 70-30 roll and pop? Does he 60-40 roll and pop? I'm, I'm very curious what they do. And they probably don't have the offense all figured out to where they have the exact number and when we see what Derek Lively does, we'll know, oh, they think that he's a great three-point shooter. But I'm curious to see if they go to it at all. If, if we see it featured in some kind of way, then maybe they really believe in his three-point shot. And that could tell us something. The other thing with Derek Lively is um, just how much does he – How much again, how much does he stand out defensively? And his passing. His passing, I saw a couple of things today. I, t- I tweeted some of them. I posted them on YouTube Shorts. Uh, just a highlight reel. But Derek Lively made a really good backdoor pass, and we know that his passing is good. He had more assists than turnovers at Duke. Uh, Rafael Barlow talked about his passing and like, hey, he's kind of a sneaky good passer. That's something that the Mavericks have needed at that spot because they'll have Luka and Kyrie getting doubled, and then somebody goes to the middle, and if that person can be Lively, and then he can go to the middle, and then you can kick the ball back out to Luka or Kyrie. They can drive, Lively can dive, and then all of a sudden you get a dunk at the rim. That's just such a big thing. That's the thing that that Draymond does. He doesn't dunk at the rim, but he still finishes at the rim after those shots. So I'm looking at that. Omax. Omax, like, how can you not love Omax? He's just, he's become the fan favorite already 
and he's not even played. He's practiced one time for the Mavericks. But with Omax, I'm looking at how does his three-point shot look? To me, watching it in practice, watching him like against nobody, but then also watching it in scrimmages today, it just looks a little slow. Now, with Luka and Kyrie, he's going to have the time to get that off. He's going to have time to get off that three-point shot. But how does it look? Does, he look, does it look like he's really uh, getting this shot off well? Does it look like he's you know, um, like confident in that shot? And that's what I'm curious about with Omax. The other thing that I'm curious about with him is how much off-the-dribble stuff does he do? We know that early in his basketball career, he played point guard. I think in high school, he said he, on Rafael Barlow's Locked on NBA Big Board that he played point guard. And does he have some ball skills? Because what the Mavericks have had the last couple of years with Dorian and Reggie for all the good things they brought, they couldn't close out on – or they couldn't uh, drive on a closeout. They couldn't attack a closeout. They couldn't – somebody – they're about to take a three-point shot. Somebody runs at them to close out, hand in their face, and they decide, all right, well, I'm just going to drive around you and go to the cup, go to the basket. If Omax can do some of that stuff, then that's really interesting. The other thing that I saw him do today was he uh, – somebody missed a shot, lively got the rebound, and then Omax cut to the, to the paint cut to the block, and then he posted up a smaller defender on him. Lively got him the ball really quickly, again, passing. Got him the ball quickly, and then Omax turned around and then just leaped over the guy, basically, and finished over him because his wingspan is just so long, and he can get to the basket so quick. Any kind of extra stuff like that, anything that's more than just a three-point shot from a wing is, was just going to be very different from what the Mavericks have had. And so I'm interested to see how much he has off-the-dribble stuff any kind of stuff with the ball in his hands, just little things here and there. You don't, you don't want a ton out of him. and You don't expect a ton of offense like that out of him. But can he show a little bit here and there? Because that can just grease the wheels of an offense. The rest of the guys, uh, A.J. Lawson, it's his third summer league now. So it's kind of like, like put up or shut up time for him. And Jared Dudley kind of even said that. Third, third summer league for him. Does he stand out? Does defensively he look different than everyone else? Because it's his third summer league. He's been in the league for a little while. He's been on a two-way contract for multiple teams now. He's been one year. He's been with the Mavericks for one year. So does he stand out over everyone else? Does, does he pop in some way? Um, Jared Dudley mentioned about A.J. Lawson. You know, he doesn't stand out in one versus zero drills. So the athleticism doesn't really stand out to you. The, you know, individual skills, the, like, the, uh, the measurements, they don't stand out to you. But what he does stand out on is five-on-five stuff, doing the little things, getting an offensive rebound, cutting, doing the dirty work, things like that. Can he show that off, and can he stand out on this team? McKinley Wright, kind of the same thing. It's his third summer league as well. Does he stand out? One thing that McKinley Wright talked about is he wanted to showcase his shooting and show that he can shoot you know, off of the ball. And so that's something we can look at as well. But for him, does he stand out? Does he look like he's different than everyone else? Does he think, do we think that he's taken some kind of leap forward? These guys have not, they, these guys have spent a lot of time in the gym. They haven't really taken a ton of time off this offseason. They've really wanted to work hard and get better. And does that show? Uh, Mike Miles is the other two way guy for the Mavericks. Rookie, smaller guard, a guy that fills it up. He should have a good summer league because it, summer league is built for guys like him. But. One thing that he talked about is he wanted to prove that he can shoot. At TCU, he was a scorer. He led the team in scoring two years in a row, the last two years. But can he be you know, a shooter off the ball when, when Hardy has the ball, Lively has the ball? Can he be a roamer that, that hits shots and things like that? Can he add things other than having the ball in his hands directly? That's something. With, with everyone else, it's kind of a crapshoot. 
They don't expect anything from anyone else, really, <laughs> to be honest, because this just what happens in Summer League when the Mavericks have six players that are on the, 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 rot, like the 2018-man roster. Like those are the consequential guys. Everyone else is just is fighting to prove to another team that they belong in some way, that they can be on their two-way. Does anyone else pop? Does anyone else show off? Uh, one guy that stood out to me a little bit that I haven't heard anyone talk about is Brandon Randolph. He's been in the he's been around like pro basketball for a little while now, uh, a couple of years, but he hit a bunch of threes. Every time I watched him in scrimmage, he hit a three. Uh, and so maybe that's some guy that, that stands out. And then see what you get from anybody else. Does anybody else just step out and stand out? So that's what I'm watching in Summer League. Let me know in the comment section what you're watching in Summer League. Uh, we'll be back with more stuff like this. Isaac and I will be back together at some point. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out.